Can the band, you ready? We ready. All right, let's go. Y'all ready? One, two, three, four. One, hey. two, three. I'm so blessed. Hallelujah, I'm blessed. I'm so blessed. Hallelujah. gentlemen thank you very much and welcome 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 to episode number 27 are we really on episode number 27 now wow episode number 27 ladies and gentlemen thank you so very much uh for being here with me every single morning 9 a.m here on lfa tv this is rise up this is our morning devotional. This is the time that I get to spend with God, shared with some of my favorite people in the world so they can share their time with God and we can all just be here together. It truly is uh, a wonderful thing. So the uh, the show is on, so make sure everybody's refreshing. Um, I am uh, riding solo in the studio today. Our producer, Eli, is working from home today because we have a, uh, this is some nasty weather up here in New Hampshire, so, uh, you know, if, if for any reason, you know, something goes wrong or something, you know, 
gets out of whack, it's because I'm kind of doing everything myself today, which is uh, not an easy thing to do. So uh, Shelly says the boss is late, so I get to catch up a little bit on some Rise Up. That's awesome. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I agree. Thank you very much, Crit. Critilb, Critilb, 54. Race Mom says, it's my favorite show. Well, thank you, Race Mom. I appreciate that this morning. Uh, LFA Producers in the chat says, I'm still here in spirit. Uh, I need you here physically. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I have a great day off while I work and slave for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kong, how you doing? Good morning. Good to see you. And uh, Mustache Fit 49, I mustache you a question. Are you having a good time here on Rise Up? I know this has been a great show, uh, a great release for me. And, uh, you know, it helps course correct me because sometimes, look, having five kids, folks, let's just be real here, okay? Having five kids, sometimes you have a bad morning, okay? Five personalities, Four of them teenagers thinking they know everything in the world, as good as they are. Uh, and this show kind of course corrects me if I have a bad morning uh, at home. And, uh, you know, uh, this morning was one of those days. This morning was one of those days with the kids just being absolutely uh, kids, you know. And, uh, you know, I, again, said some things that I probably should not have said. And, um, and by the way, when we have those moments in my family... They're always not as bad as they were the time before. So it is getting better. Uh, but again, you know, say, said some things I probably shouldn't have said to a couple of the kids who were just being, Ugh. and uh, this show allows me uh, to course correct myself, and it allows me uh, to, after the show is done, to be able to reach out to the kids and say, hey, look, and, and have a conversation with them. And that's what I'm going to do today. So, you know, I, this show is uh, every bit of uh, what it is to you, to me. Again, this is my morning devotional with God, and uh, God instructed me to share it with you for the time being. So that's what we're doing. Uh, Bad Moon says, I never miss this show. This is the only uh, way to start the day. I agree, brother. I agree. Uh, holy cow, with one BF and his kid, it can be, oh, with one boyfriend and a kid, it can be a rough morning. Yeah. So imagine five kids and uh, two dogs and a partridge and a pear tree. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway... Again, folks, thank you for being here. Uh, we're about uh, seven minutes past uh, the hour, and uh, I think it's time for us to go to the Lord in prayer. So if you could please bow your heads with me if you're wearing a hat, please remove your hat. If you're at uh, uh, work and you got people around you and you're having a conversation with them, uh, just please ask them for you know some silence for you for a minute. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, because uh, I think everybody needs a little bit of, of help, emotional, spiritual, whatever, every day, especially if you have kids. You know what I mean? So let's, uh, let's pray for that right now. Lord and Heavenly Father, I never want to come to you, Lord, with a hard heart. I never want to come to you upset. I always want to remember that I have entered the chambers of the most holy when I come to you in prayer. I want to come correct. Lord, thank you for giving me the knowledge of how holy you really are so that when I do come to you in prayer that I'm not coming to you showing any disrespect. So Lord, thank you for that. And Lord, I just pray for those today who uh, who maybe gone through what I went through this morning. 
Maybe something different. But for those uh, who need patience, Lord, we talk about patience on this show all the time. And Lord, even, even the, the, the people that are most close to you can have moments of weakness where the devil can exploit and put a heavy weight on their shoulders. Lord, we pray for that today. We pray for that heavy weight to be lifted. We pray for Jesus to remove those bricks out of that backpack the devil keeps dropping in as soon as he does it, Lord. And we give all glory to you. We ask that you continue to show us that we need to be humble and then humble us. Loosen up our hardened hearts when we're upset and we've lost all patience. As a father, Lord, it pains me after I lose my temper with my children because I know that you would never lose your temper with me. Lord, I pray for patience, love, and understanding. And most of all, Lord, I pray to be like you. We are, after all, made in your image. And all I want to do is be like my father just like my sons want to be like me, and I cannot show them that side of me. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this show, this digital congregation. Thank you for the fellowship among the LFA family. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, folks, you are going through my devotional, my morning time with God. So if I need to get a little personal with God, uh, this show is where I do that. And uh, so it doesn't only make it uh, personal, it now makes it public. And uh, I, trust me, I, I, I didn't want, I'm not going to say I didn't want, but I had no intention on making my private devotional life public to you. Uh, I wanted to go through some devotional books with you and do a podcast with you. But the way God instructed me to do this was completely different than the way I thought I was going to do it. Uh, So I'll ask that you uh, understand that sometimes you're going to hear some very personal prayer from me on this show. uh, And and I'll ask that you respect that. And, uh, you know, I know I'm going to I already can tell I can tell you right now I'm going to get emails that say. You know, you should really keep your private life private. I didn't even know how to say anything to that. So anyway, folks, uh, as we move forward, just continue to uh, please pray for me and my family as we need prayers to do this. You know, I have to be able to turn it on and off. I have to be able to um, uh, figure out a way to make all of my life one rather than separating my life. You know, if I do what God wants me to to do, if I live by God's law, if I do... If I do the way, things the way God instructs me to do, then I never have to separate my work life from my home life, meaning that I never have to, okay, I got to shut off work and go home and turn on dad. I should just be a child of God. And then in every circumstance, will I do the right thing? Will I, will I not have uh, as many regrets? And, and I won't feel like I have to separate and change and turn on one thing and turn off another thing. That's not how God wants us to operate. Trust me, I feel it every single day. So let's have our, uh, I don't know how many of you are drinking, uh, of course, but my favorite is the American pecan, pecan, pecan. I know some of you really like the dark, dark, rich flavor of the gourmet Sumatra gold. So whichever one you're drinking on, let's have our first slurp here. Here we go. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. 
Jeremy, no, never. The Bible tells us to share our cares with others and pray for each other. Amen. And that's exactly what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to not, uh, you know, be so private or be so separate. I want my life. I want to be the light that God needs us to be. You know that light that God tells us we should be as Christians, as children of God? The only way that I know how to be that is to be completely and totally open with everything. Now, I understand that there are private aspects of a home that should not be shared outside the home, and that's not what I'm talking about here. So before anybody, you know, really, oh, no, a private life should be, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about I want to be as open as I can possibly be with the world because I, if to be a light and to be an ambassador of God's word, I think you really must show the world how you deal with um, uh, adversity. I almost said diversity. Show the world how you deal with diversity. No, show the world how you deal with adversity. And if I'm going to be public and I'm going to have this show and I'm going to have live from America and the live LFA TV network, then uh, I've got to be about as real with you as you see uh, as you've seen me when you met me out on the road. And I know there's plenty of people here who met me uh, out on the road. So we'll just keep that in mind as we move forward. Amen? All right. I, uh, the next one I want to read from here. Now, again, folks, um, I've read probably... You're, you, there's going to be many times where I read from very... Uh, you know, but maybe the same thing, because this is a small book. But again, the Bible has a message for everything. And, and every message in the Bible can literally... Uh, work its way into everything. That's the greatness of the Bible. And we're going to lead up to that today. We're going to lead up to talking about the verse of the day, about the Bible being, we always talk about the acronym, basic instructions before leaving earth. But folks, I titled today's show something different than I titled today's newsletter. And I only retitled the show after I put the description up of the show, I went back and I retitled the show. And I retitled the show today, Stop Searching and Start Seeking. Searching is for what you do on earth, for earthly things. Seeking is what you do in the spiritual realm. Looking for who God made you to be. Looking for that relationship with Jesus. Stop searching, start seeking. And if you stop searching history books, and you stop searching philosophical books, and you stop searching different people's, uh, you know, uh, writings, and, and this could be, and how this could be, and what is the real meaning of this, and maybe this is the reason why, and where did we come from? Where are we going? Why are we here? as a species how are we supposed to treat each other and you see all of this uh, literature all over the world and really ladies and gentlemen every answer to every question you've ever had and everything that you've ever searched for has been right in front of you the whole time it is free for you it is the most popular best-selling book of all time and everything that you ever need to know is in that book, I can promise you. Whether it's medical, whether it's philosophical, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, doesn't matter. Any situation, any scenario that you find yourself in can be answered in the Bible. That is the amazing thing about that book, about God's word. In the beginning, there was... In the beginning, there was God and there was the word and God was the word. God was with the word. The word was with God. All of that, everything that you read in the Bible, the word and that word that was in the beginning, that was God and that was with God 
is the same very word that you have access to. And it is it has the secret to everything you've ever wondered. Everything you've ever thought of. Every imagination, uh, you know, far off imaginative thought that you've ever had. Every question can be answered in the Bible. That's the amazing thing. So stop searching and start seeking and you'll find the answer to every question and every dilemma that you find yourself in. It's truly remarkable. Now I want to go to the first book, which is One Minute Prayer for Dads. And we're going to read from Ephesians 4.26. And this talks about anger. And thank you, Lord, for bringing me to this page today because I lost my temper this morning. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. If I let the rest of the day go without sitting my children down, the ones who I lost my temper with, and without making amends, and without also letting them know what I am sorry for, not only to them, but also to God, and what I have already begged for forgiveness for from God this morning, before this show, and immediately after losing my temper with my children. If I do not do that, then what kind of a person does that make me? What kind of a father does that make me? What kind of a child to God does that make me? And what kind of a Christian does that make me? Lacey says her heart is so heavy today. Well, let's lighten that load today, Lacey. We are 18 minutes past the hour. In the next 50 minutes, I mean 40 minutes, I want to make sure that when you leave this show, your heart is not that heavy. Because the reason why your heart is heavy, Lacey, is because something happened that is causing you to be emotionally weighed down. But there's an answer for it, and, it, and you'll find it today in this devotional, in this show. I promise you, by the end of the show, you will be lighter. You will be lighter. Whatever it is you're going through, anger is sometimes justified. It's a legitimate emotion that God has given us when venting is in order. Jesus got angry. Paul got angry. You get angry. I get angry. But anger, not rightfully handled, or unjustified anger can be destructive. Yes, it can. Not rightfully handled. I did not handle my anger this morning rightfully. I must write that wrong. I must. If I don't write that wrong, it will be a cancer of epic proportion in my family, individually in my sons, in my daughters, in me, that will fester and destroy us. It has to be rightfully handled. And it says, especially when it's directed at your family. We need to learn to use anger properly, under control. We control our tongues, right? We don't say the Lord's name in vain. We can control that. We, can, we are learning to control our thoughts so that men, you don't have lustful thoughts for women or women, you don't have lustful thoughts for men or have just sinful thoughts in nature. We're learning to control that. Lacey said she lost it last night. I understand, Lacey. I lost it this morning. 
If we can control our tongues when it, be, when it comes to God and we can control our thoughts when it comes to keeping the devil at bay, then why can't we control our anger towards our children? Hi, Luke, Lacey's son. How are you, my friend? Luke, I want to just tell you something. If your mom ever loses it on you, it doesn't mean that she doesn't love you. And even if she says something that she definitely does not mean, but it hurts so deep because why would she say it if she doesn't mean it? I can promise you she doesn't. I can promise you she, if she says something out of line to you, I could promise you she's begging God for forgiveness. And I could promise you that she is so sorry because I do it to my children. And my children are some of the nicest, greatest kids of all time. It happens. We need to use the anger properly under control as a tool for dealing with frustrating or wrongful situations. And when the source of our anger is one of our children, we especially need to use our anger responsibly. The words we blurt out in anger cannot be taken back. They can only be forgiven. And our children have such molding minds that when you tell them they're worthless or you tell them that they are stupid or they're acting like an idiot, they believe that stuff. They don't understand that what we do yet. They'll get it when they get older, but why not help them understand now and apologize to them now and tell them, I don't ever want you to be like me. I want you to be better than me. And I want you to have God help you be better than me. That's what we need to do. Being a Christian, folks, is not about being perfect. You can never be. That is why we need Jesus. Being a Christian is understanding when you mess up that you write that wrong immediately and get back on the path. And I can promise you, we all will mess up. God, you know that sometimes I get angry with the kids. And in my anger, I occasionally say things I don't mean and do things that I later regret. Help me deal with my anger righteously. Show me how to use my anger when my anger is legitimate. To bring out resolution to a problem, not to become an extension of the problem. Diffuse me, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit the fruit of which is long-suffering, peace, joy, and love. Steady me. Calm my emotions. You know how many times me and my wife think that we're the only ones that do something wrong when it comes to our children or that we're the only ones that our children do these things and then we go to church and we fellowship with other people or we go to other people and we talk to other people and we go, oh, wow, I guess we're not the only people out there that have the same exact problem. I can promise you that the same things you're experiencing are the same things that I'm experiencing. And I want to thank Kathy Cappy for saying we forgive you. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. I feel like I need to, when I screw up, even if it means, so here's the thing, folks, and I, I'm going to get real, I'm going to get a little personal here with you. I hope you can, hope you can, uh, hope that's okay. We have 950 watching. If you've not liked the video yet, please do that. It's very important. And please share if you want to, okay? When I do something wrong in my private life that has nothing to do with the LFA family, 
I need to let you know that in my mind and in my heart, it has everything to do with the LFA family. I look at you guys as an extension, maybe not even extension, maybe an actual part of my actual family. So when I do something wrong, I think to myself, what's the, not, I, I, also, I obviously think this of my own family. Don't get me wrong. That's the first thing I think of my actual home life family. But when I do something wrong, I think, what's the LFA family going to think about, about me? What is the LFA family? What is Lacey going to think about me? What is Bad Moon going to think about me? What is Barbara Peters going to think about me? What is Ro- uh, 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 Rosa going to think about me? What is, uh, you know, Jane or, or, or MD Norton? What, what, what are my show? What are, what are they, my colleagues here at LFAT? What are they going to think of me? I'm supposed to be a leader. I'm supposed to be somebody who fights for them and helps uh, show them a way. What, what are they going to think of me? I have to tell them. I can't keep it silent. If I don't tell everybody when I did something wrong, what happens when they all find out that I did something wrong and say, Jeremy, you're a hypocrite. You sit here and preach what we should do every day and you yourself are doing something wrong. Sometimes it's really, really heavy, you know? But by the end of a Rise Up show, I feel it gone. Because we're give all of this is for God, all of it, everything we're doing, the what I'm reading on the screen, the songs that we play, the conversation that we have, it's all to give glory to God. Now I know that if I do something wrong and I come here to a show and I say, family, I screwed up. I know that there are probably nobody, probably nobody is going to go, we don't forgive you. We're never going to ever, ever give you the time of day again. That's probably not the case. But that's the devil telling you that fear is a liar. Larry Reha, we're going to be sending out your field of greens today. Uh, if you sent your address to Eli, just to let you know, brother, <laughs> I got I, I, I grabbed them from home today and I have them up here at the studio. So um, Lacey says now he's giggling. Well, good, 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 good. We all screw up at times or lose it. Jeremy says salty Deb. God forgives. He does. He does. And I hope you guys can, too. You know, it is it's very hard to uh, uh to be taken seriously if you don't admit your own problems, you know what I mean? Or your own faults or the times that you screw up, you know? Uh, And before we get to this next book, and and this is why I like this show uh, compared to uh, LFA, because we can actually have a conversation and I don't have to get to the news, uh, you know, so much I can actually, you know, have a conversation with you guys. But uh, you guys know how much of a, uh, an MMA fan I am, UFC, mixed martial arts, huge, probably the biggest in the world, right? Um, and Dana White late, uh, recently was in Mexico for New Year's and got in a, uh, an argument with his wife. Dana White is the CEO, uh, or I should say the president, not the CEO. He's the president of the UFC and, and, and has always run the UFC, um, pretty much for the most part. Um, anyway, long story short, he got in a, 
a very drunk argument with his wife in a club and his wife smacked him and he smacked her back. Now, Dana White could take the route of trying to do damage control. He could. He could. But he's out there saying, don't give me, you know, I don't deserve, you know, your, 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 uh, nobody, whoever's defending me, don't defend me. What I did was wrong. And anything that I have to live with for the rest of my life or anything that, I, that comes my way or the respect that I have lost uh, from pe- for people or the, the respect that they've lost for me because of it, I have to live with that the rest of my life. And I don't want to make an excuse for anybody. I screwed up, he said. And, and, and anybody who follows uh, um, MMA or, or UFC, you, you understand what I'm talking about. But he's not just saying it once and moving on. Because he, he's continuing to say it at every interview. at every Because he, it hurts him that he did that. You know, and, and it hurts me when I do that too. And if you do not, I, I'm, I'm promising you folks, in your own life, If you do not make it right immediately, the destruction that it will cause in your life will be tenfold from what actually transpired. It'll be like the problem on steroids. Day 13. Hope. Psalm 25.3. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Psalm 25.3 Also, Romans 15.13 I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. Now, before I get to the, uh, the, the prayer part of this, how many of you have been in an, abu- in, a, uh, in an abusive relationship? How many of you have been in an abusive relationship? And when I mean abusive... Uh, I, I mean either physically abusive or your husband or wife cheated on you and, 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 and you found out that they, that they were uh, with another person, that they were having sexual relations with another person. How many of you? Because I got to tell you something. If somebody is abusive to you or somebody cheats on you and you lose trust for that person, your life is utter crap. If you are living in a life where you have zero trust for somebody that you are sharing life with, your life is horrible. It is hell. You have no love. You have no joy. You have no peace. It destroys you. Whether it's a mental uh, abusive, verbal abusive, whether they cheated on you, if you lose trust for your spouse abusive in any way, shape, or form that causes you to lose trust. Look, if your spouse beats you, you lose trust for them in that way. If your spouse is verbally abusive to you, you lose trust for them that way. If your spouse is cheating on you, you lose trust for them that way. And and I don't know if any... If, I know that all of you who have lost trust for a spouse and then have to live with trust or live without trust with that spouse... It is the worst thing. Your life cannot work. Nothing works if you don't have trust. Now let me ask you this question. As I pulled up the chat, all of you saw 
How many people? How many people said that they were in some kind of an abusive relationship or cheated on? Something that literally made you lose trust for that person. Because when you lose trust for that person, you lose trust in everything. You lose trust in humanity. You lose trust in the people at your job. You lose trust in your boss. You lose trust in everything. And if you have no trust, your life does not work. Nothing does. If you build up a wall where you don't trust anybody, I promise you, your life will not work. It's like putting sugar and water in a gas tank of a vehicle. Now let me ask you this question. How many of you, after having a relationship like that, or maybe never having a relationship like that, but how many of you then got in a relationship where there's 100% total trust? where nothing in this world could make you believe that the person that you are with could hurt you in any way, physically, emotionally, verbally, uh, by, by, by cheating on you. Now, I want to ask you that. How many of you are in a relationship where there's total trust? And when you're in a relationship where there's total trust, everything in your life comes together. You find joy. You find peace. You find maybe God. But when you find a relationship where you have total trust compared to no trust, your whole life changes because you have trust in the person that loves you, the person that you were supposed to be one in the flesh with after you said, I do under God. Now, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. All of a sudden, there's no depression. There is, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. And I can see all obstacles in my way. Folks, the difference between no trust for the one that you are one with in life and trust, total trust, uh, from the one that you are one with in life, it makes a world of difference. It's like heaven and hell. And again, all of what I just told you is in the Bible. So when you have trust in the Lord, imagine how it even upgrades your life from having a completely trustworthy marriage. If you know what it like if you know what it's like to be without God, and to be in a marriage that is abusive in any way where you lose trust. And then you know what it's like to be in a relationship where there's total trust. And you know that that difference is like night and day. And then you get trust in God and total trust in God together in a marriage. Two of you, one in the same. And both of you have that trust in the Lord. Oh my Lanta, that's like another night and day. That's like a whole nother night and day. If the difference of not having trust and having trust in a partner is like the difference between heaven and hell, then the difference between having total trust in a partner and having total trust in the Lord together is also like the difference between heaven and hell. It's that much of an increase. It's that much of an upgrade. That's why I went through that whole scenario just now with you. Because you have to understand that fully trusting in the Lord changes, you are no longer a person of this world. You are somebody new. You are you, 
but all the best parts of you. You are you enhanced. You are you upgraded. God desires to fill us to the brim with joy and peace, but to receive it, we need to have faith in the God who is trustworthy and who says anything is possible through him. Philippians 4.13, ladies and gentlemen, when you begin to feel discouraged, exhausted, and at the end of your rope, stop. Go before the throne of grace and recall God's faithfulness. Just say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. God of hope, I recount your faithfulness to me. Please fill me with your joy and peace because I believe you are able to accomplish all things. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to I want to share something with you real quick. I pulled this up before the show. Let me just go back to this here. I want you I want I want to play this for you side by side with me here. I want you to really 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 pay attention to this, okay? This is the most beautiful sound in the world and and, and there's a reason I'm playing this. Tell me that wasn't powerful. Jesus is king, king of kings, and he reigns forever. Jesus is Lord, Lord of lords, and he reigns forever. Let me ask you a question. Now, this is in a song that I played recently. How many kings gave up their throne for a peasant whom they didn't know? How many lords gave up their land for a homeless person that they didn't know? God did. How does that not make him trustworthy for you? Jesus gave up his life. God gave his only son for people 
that were peasants, sinners, dirty, lying, disgusting, adulterous, thieving, blaspheming people. No king has ever given up his throne for some peasant that didn't have claim to it. And no lord ever gave up his land for some homeless peasant who had no claim to it. And God gave up his only son to save people who did not deserve it and had no claim to it. Yahweh, I am. Rapha, the God who heals. Elohim, the God of Israel. Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Adonai, my Lord. And Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He has many, many names. But he is known as the great I am, and he is trustworthy because of what he did, created you, gave you life because he loved you, gave up his only son, died in a torturous, the worst way you could for you. For you, little old you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you and I, we understand that a Christian does not feel like they're better than somebody else. As a matter of fact, we know how terrible, how bad, how undeserving that we actually are. And it brings tears of joy to our eyes that somebody with as much power as our creator would even give us a second thought to try to save us, much less give his only son to die for us. I am a sinner. I am a felon. I am a liar. I am a cheat. I am a thief. I am an adulterer. I am a murderer. Because I hate, I had hate in my heart. I was all those things. Until I looked up and was found by Jesus. Lost, in the woods, roaming, being all of those things. And Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm in the woods and I'm being all those things. I'm lying, I'm cheating, I'm thieving, I'm adultering. I'm, I'm murdering because I had hate in my heart for a brother. And all of a sudden, one day, I felt an, a, a hand on my shoulder. But that hand didn't just touch my shoulder The hand was so strong that it touched my shoulder and then forced me to my knees. And trust me, I fought back. I fought back. I held my ground. I dug in. I put my feet in the ground. I'm a strong individual, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a football-playing, heavy, husky, strong, corn-fed boy from Midwest Illinois. I'm a strong individual. 
And I stood my ground and I dug my feet in and I said, you're not going to humble me. You're not going to make me the almighty Jeremy Harrell who can save himself. You're not going to do this to me. And as I, the harder I pushed, the easier it was for God to just lower me down. And I, and once my knees hit, after so much strength was wasted, after so much stamina was gone, my knees hit the ground. And when they hit the ground, I sighed. <sighs> I gave up. I gave up fighting back. Ladies and gentlemen, Jacob was a cheater. The great King David had an affair and had the woman that he had an affair with and had the man that was married to the woman that he had the affair with murdered. Noah was an alcoholic drunk. Jonah ran away from God. Paul, a.k.a. Saul, a.k.a. wrote three quarters of the New Testament. He was a murderer. An actual murderer. Not just because he hated Christians, because he literally killed Christians. Miriam was a gossiper. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was depressed. Moses had a stuttering problem. Abraham was old. And Lazarus was dead. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the ones he calls. Jesus did not come into this world To fix what was working. Jesus came into this world to fix what was broke. As a matter of fact, I think I'm quoting Jesus here, or at least paraphrasing, when I say that even Jesus said, a doctor does not go and cure the people who are not sick. A doctor goes and cures the people who are sick. There's no need for a physician if you're feeling well. Heaven, 90 devotions from our daily bread. Thank you, Larry. Thank you very much. Larry says he prays that me and my family will live a long and healthy and blessed life in your light and continue to hold your hand and heart in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for that, Larry. I appreciate that. 
Thank you, Eric, Eric, uh, E. Erickson Cook. I appreciate that. Took me a while to realize I can't fix my own problems. Exactly. You can't. So stop searching and start seeking, right? That's what the name of the show is today. <laughs> we are a Christian nation. Obama lied. Amen. Amen. First Peter. One six. In all this, you greatly rejoice. Though for now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. And this is titled Reserved for You. Mr. One Bears says that is the absolute best sermon I've ever been blessed to hear. What? Well, thank you. I'm just telling you like, you know, how I feel and like what's in my heart. I appreciate that though. Pastor Bill preached this many, many times. I miss him so much. Jeremy, brought, God brought you to this show. He will carry you through and help you through everything. Oh, I 100% agree. Amanda, Jeremy, you now found God, but God blessed you when you found all of us. He sure did. He sure did. Folks, do not forget to rumble and share. Have you ever taken one of those vacations? You planned to arrive at a distant location where you knew you'd have a great time. But on the way, you had so many traveling difficulties that you wondered if the journey was even worth it. Car problems, traffic delays, getting lost, sick kids, irritable fellow travelers, etc., etc. You knew the destination would be great, but the trip was anything but smooth. Yet you kept pressing on because you knew it would be worth the trouble once you got there. How many of you have ever taken a vacation with your kids and drove or flown? You know what I'm talking about. That's the picture of a Christian's life. Those who have trusted Jesus as Savior are on a journey filled with difficulties, setbacks, tragedies, and obstacles. Trouble always seems to be present or just around the corner. Yet we know that an indescribably great destination is in our future. 1 Peter 1.4 And sometimes the assurance of what's reserved for us in heaven is all that keeps us going. Peter understood. He said that as we walk our way through life, we will suffer grief as a result of our troubles. Yet we can actually rejoice through those difficulties because God has reserved something special for us at the end of our journey. So, Lacey, I'm talking to you, my girl. Are you troubled today? Are you? All you have to do is look ahead because heaven will be worth the trip. Yelling at your kids like I did this morning saying things I should not have said to my children this morning. Do you know what that's going to do for me? It's going to teach me. I'm, I'm learning. I've learned something already. God has already brought me through a trial today that I've already learned something from. Not only have I learned what to do and not, not to do, but how to make amends to my sons and my daughters. I've already learned it. I already know what I'm going to do. It's done. Thank you, God. 
Let's pop on that Rumble chat or that Rumble chat real quick while you guys are busy putting in your last-minute Rumbles and your last-minute shares of the show that now has almost 1,200 people here in the gospel. I love it. Jeremy, I sent you a message on Getter. Well, thank you. I have not checked messages on social media in a very long time. I'm just trying to check emails, but I'll try to get to it, hon, okay? Can we pray for the cost of food to go down? Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. I can't even afford to feed the kids anymore. Eagle Fight says, I'm the youngest of 14 kids. Wow, let's pop on that rumble chat. I'm the youngest of 14 kids. We took a station wagon three-seater. Horrible but memorable. Amen. Friday the 13th was a bad day for the Templar Knights. Just ask France. Is today Friday the 13th? Oh, sure it is. It sure is. Didn't even know that. I lose my temper a lot. Hazel Kitty, well, so do, well, I used to, I don't anymore, I don't anymore, good uses for the people, good uses the people you least expect, I learned that lesson pretty often, I learned that lesson pretty often, yeah, me too, me too, Bad Moon says that would be praying for Biden to leave office, I was almost going to say that, I was almost going to say that, race mom, I'm blessed to have you guys as well, Jeremy, I say God bless you to a customer service person, and they said it back. I was so happy. Awesome. Every day with Je- oh, we got to hurry up. Every day with Jesus, and then we'll get to the verse of the day, okay? I didn't realize what time it was. I could do this show all day. You know what? Life from America is over. We're only doing Rise Up all day every day, folks. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Although I could do that. I could do that. But that means I would have to literally tell all the other LFA TV hosts that are helping us build this whatever it is that God's building here, that they were not needed anymore. And I don't want to do that. Knowing who you are. Wow, is this a good message today? Matthew 4.3. Thank you very much for the $20, Heather. God bless you. Thank you. Go get some kiddos to, oh, pizza and apology. You know what? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And I will do that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Matthew 4, 3, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones be made bread. In Matthew 4, 3, Satan attacked the most basic of Jesus's beliefs, who he was. Satan also knew that he was hungry. Turning stones into bread must have been a temptation for Jesus or Satan would not have used it. Satan is very subtle in his temptations. It looked like he was trying to get Jesus to perform a miracle, but he was actually trying to make Jesus waver in his faith concerning who he was. He tried to get Jesus to draw on a supernatural power of God to confirm his own identity. But it didn't work. Why? Because Jesus knew who he was. He didn't have to prove it to somebody else. Woo! Amen. Unlike Jesus, we sometimes fall for this trick of the devil. We may say we are arguing what we believe, but we are hoping to convince ourselves. Someone who really knows who they are in Christ does not have to prove anything to anyone at any time because they have full assurance from God's word that he loves them and values them. Just like you are not supposed to say, I promise you're not supposed to say, I swear to God, I'll do it. I promise you, trust me. No, your word is your word and your word should be good enough. And that does come from the B-I-B-L-E, not just from yours truly. Never have to reassure somebody. Your word should be your word. Show them better than you can tell them. $20 from CQ707 said for the best show. Really? Thank you so very much.
Thank you so very much. Mary I Am says, on this date, 1978, I married a gay man. That didn't work out so great. No, I can't imagine that it did. I can't imagine that it did. Uh, let's go to the verse of the day today, folks. I love this show. I love all of you. You guys are so great. You guys are so great. Listen, we've got Sean Farish, Ungoverned, coming up next. And I got to tell you, uh, that show has been coming in hot, folks. He has been absolutely uh, a blessing, uh, those two splitting up and having their own shows. So my title of today's uh, newsletter was, let's put the motivational speakers out of business. Tony Robbins, I love the guy, but it's time for us to put you out of business. Because you're giving people a sense of false hope. You're telling them great things, but you're telling them that they have the power to do everything. And they rely on their selves and their power. You're not telling them that that God's power. God's giving them them that ability. Motivational speaking is great, but if it's not done in the word of God, then it's not done right. Amen? Well, would you look at that? Another week gone by in America is still in existence and God still has you on this earth. So that means that neither you nor this beautiful country are done doing what God needs you to do. That's reassuring, isn't it, folks? I love to know that I'm still needed. I love to know that there is still more for me to learn, accomplish, and teach, and I feel so blessed. In the good times and in the bad times, I am so blessed. And once I realized that I've always been blessed, more and more smiles were seen on my face. Philippians 2.2, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being the same of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Being born in the likeness of men. And ladies and gentlemen, I see Sean Farish in the chat. He is coming up next. You are not going to want to miss his show, nor are you going to want to miss Live from America followed up right after that, folks, because it is my only LFA show of the day. And I could promise you, Sean Farish leading, leading into Live from America, it is an amazing, amazing experience. Anyway, folks, I love each and every one of you. God bless you. Remember, uh, one only one lie from America today, and I will let you leave the same way I brought you in. With a little, I'm so blessed. God bless you guys. Have a great morning. Peace out.